The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Happy New Year, everybody. Listeners, I've missed you all very much thinking about exciting topics for future Stars of PR shows. And being that we just turned into the first we finished the first decade of the second millennium. I think there's a lot of trend topics to talk about in marketing, and apropos to that subject, we've brought in our marketing chick, Anna Maria Toronto. Welcome. Great to be here, and Happy New Year, Cindy. I'm well. Thank you. It's. Uh, I think that it's going to be a good next decade because. One of the trends for the first decade of the second millennium was that there were a lot of challenges and a lot of things that went crazy awry, you know, starting with, um, you know, the terrorist attack on the World Trade Center, which really set the tone for some rebuilding, don't you think? I do, I do. You know, I saw an article recently which said, now this is a decade of we versus a decade of me. And I don't mean we as in W-I-I, but W-E. Oh, well, you know, it's that too. But I think that's really a great one. We've, we've been trying to caucus at, um, over at my firm and with some networking groups that I'm involved with to come up with the appropriate name for the first decade of the second millennium. And people came up with some pretty interesting things. And the we decade sounds... Sounds great. I think that it it forces a sense of community. Um, if people start thinking less of themselves and more like a community or a beehive, perhaps we could put out some positive thoughts together. That's very true, and it's it's something that we can learn from having done a lot of travels recently in Asia. That those are definitely cultures and marketplaces which have long, you know, used the community concept. It's not about one person sticking their head out and making a name for themselves. No, they're they're concerned about doing what's right for their family, their neighborhood, their community in general. And it's very reflective of that versus just self-reflective. Well, and they've so, been around a lot longer than Right, right. And, so. and, you know, the U.S., all these other countries always think of us as being a somewhat selfish marketplace. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be selfish because in being selfish, that means that we're also self-motivated. But we can also keep it in check by thinking about, okay, how does it not only impact me but everyone else? No, and, I, and I think that's great. Um, there's a lot of good signs that things are going to be better. I think after the economic reset, things probably can't get worse. We had our reality check. It was very, very much of a me-driven economic system. 
um, and the greed kind of got out of control. So going back to a we system where everybody is a little bit more altruistic and less selfish, um, I think that we will see a reset. It's not going to be immediate. It's going to take some time when, you know, on a whole urban metropolis explodes and destructs. It takes some time to rebuild. But I think that in the next decade, we will see some of these community trends um, that will work better for the greater good. You're right. You're right. And I like how you phrased it, you know, the greed has gotten out of control. And we always think about Gordon Gecko and Wall Street. We just look at the housing boom over the years, and I know that we're going to be talking about some electronic trends shortly, and that kind of goes hand in hand because it's no longer about what's the big house or how much space do you need, but what's inside your house and what experience are you trying to create. And people are going to be spending money against those things which give them the best experience they can have with their family and their community. And, you know, and I, and I think that's true. And you had mentioned in a previous conversation with me that people overall in the next decade are really going to negotiate for value and basic values, whether it's buying a car or um, buying a home um, and people have learned that they can, that they have the ability to negotiate things down for the best value out there. Do you want to talk a little bit about the automotive market? Sure, I will. Um, you know, in terms of the automotive market, um, everyone has that experience of buying a new car, and then all of a sudden you're from that positive, and you crash. Not crash your car, but you crash because you realize there's some small defect on your car almost appearing as soon as you drive it off the dealer's lot. And that almost tells you, oh, my gosh, how much money did I spend and did I waste on this car? I mean, people are going to be looking at their cars as not something that they keep around for two to three years and renew on a lease, but instead, what can they buy and continue having and what's going to provide them with the best quality? Over time, so they might not be looking at say the cheapest cars coming out of India, but they might say, you know what, what's the right car coming out of Japan or Korea, and it might not have that brand name cachet that they were attracted to in years past, but it also has kind of a quality message that reflects reflects well on themselves, makes them feel good about it financially, emotionally, and also kind of shows everyone else that. They're mature. They're moving beyond just that brand name that they associate themselves with to being something about, okay, what, what is a car that's really right for me? Do you think that there will be a trend where people will start actually buying cars instead of leasing them? I think people will. You know, I, I really do. It's like the whole rent versus buy um, trends in housing. I think that people will look at it and say, they want to spend money and have something tangible that they hold on to and that they own and that they can take care of. So I do think that people are going to move away from leasing to buying a car if that car is something that's going to last for a long time. Then it kind of negates the reason to lease. No, and I, no, I think that's true, and I think people should look, be empowered to look for the best, you know, long-term value when they're purchasing that car, and they will. 
Um, I have to tell you, I do lease a Jaguar, and I'm a little embarrassed to be driving around in it. It's it's so funny. I I've been leasing a Jaguar ever since I don't know. I guess 2001, and you know you get sort of stuck. They give you deals on a new car, you know, and you just like a Jaguar, particularly in L.A. where it's a really big car culture. Mm-hmm. And I am really embarrassed driving around in my Jag, and I can't wait until this lease is over in another year so that I could make a practical purchase. <laughs> you know, it's um, and I and I think that's reflective of me not feeling that I'm doing the trendy thing. Right, as well as it's just more control. I mean, when you own something, you do feel more control over it. It's not like. You're just living in a hotel. It's something that, yeah, you've invested in, you're going to take care of. Not saying that you don't take care of your Jaguar. Of course you do. But there's a different level of emotional commitment. Exactly right. Exactly right. And before we go into some other trends, I want to tell our listeners about the fact that you have contributed to a new book, Shopper Marketing. Yes, it's called Shopper Marketing, and it was just published by Kogan, Press um, in December 2009 here in the States, and in Europe um, it was actually released in September of 2009. Um, The book is interesting because it features a lot of excerpts from other shopper marketing experts like myself, and what I specifically talk about is the intersection between retailers and consumer lifestyles. I specifically highlight some examples, and I'll talk about one in general, which is the Rapungi Hills Shopping Mall Complex in Tokyo. Rapungi Hills is this wonderful neighborhood in Tokyo that is a combination of forward-thinking young Japanese as well as a lot of expats. And there's this remarkable architectural feat that is not just an outdoor shopping mall, but it really blends into the community. So on people's way home from the subway stop, they actually are forced to walk through a shopping mall to get to their place of residence or to get to the restaurant where they're meeting friends or the bar, etc. And in a way, that's how the shopping opportunities come up. It's almost organic versus they have to make a special stop. So no, it's really that's interesting. Very yes. now, is it fair to coerce people to go through that, or do people feel very accepting of it and a sense of community with it? People feel very accepting, and there is a sense of community with it. Um, it gives them something to look forward to because it keeps the retailers on trend, meaning that the retailers know the same eyeballs are walking past them every day. They have to refresh their windows constantly. They have to give them something new for the neighborhood to look at so that it doesn't grow stale. So it kind of builds on this creative energy that you feel in the community because they're always looking at a landscape that changes, even though it's built on commercial. And also, you know, the retailers are always trying to feed off of what's going on, what's the here and now that they could play up in their window designs. Well, so it's really that the retailer is actually forced to, you know, for better customer service and refreshing the environment and the community on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that that makes sense, and it speaks to the we trends rather than the I trends. Right, right. It does. It does speak to the whole we trends of everyone's in it together. They're building this lifestyle, 
And, of course, you know, the people who live in the neighborhood want the neighborhood to thrive, and the retailers who, you know, have outposts there, outposts there want it to thrive as well. Uh, no, that sounds like fascinating. Do you think that we'll see some more of that in the U.S.? We do have our, you know, entertainment spaces and, you know, concept spaces, but do you think that we'll see a little bit more of these communities like you describe? I do. I do because it's, it's a return to small-town values where everyone congregates in the same place and shares a sense of space and history together. So whether it's a suburban shopping mall slash apartment complex or it's just something in a downtown area, people are going to be looking at those places because that's, that will be where the energy is, whether they're young or old. This will be where they can develop new friendships, develop new interests, and have things easier for them so that when they go out, their time is spent enjoying the experience versus, say, driving to the experience. I, I think that sounds great. Well, listen, we have to wrap up this segment and take a commercial break, but more with Anna Maria Toronto when we come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about shopper marketing. We'll talk a little bit more about what's going on in the electronics industry that sort of complements or coincides with the trends that we've discussed in this segment. So stand by and we'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. It's sex education like you've never heard before. Want to improve your love life? You know, that love life. Join sexual wellness expert and certified erotic educator Jaya for Sex with Jaya. She'll bring you cutting-edge techniques to expand your erotic repertoire. Jaya will offer advice and speak with guests who will shed light on everything to do with sex. You can even listen together with that special someone. Sex with Jaya is broadcast live every Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com A bicon! Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with one of my favorite associate guests, and that's the marketing chick. Am I saying your name right? You are. You know, Perfect. sometimes I talk to so many people that I get maloproptic with names, and it's horrible. I don't know if it's age. It happens when you're over 50. <laughs> But um, good, I'm glad. Do you want to share a website with everybody so that people can check you out a little further? Would love to. It's stopwatchmarketing.com. And, of course, you wrote the book, Stopwatch Marketing, as well. Um, am I right? Yes. We, we talked about that on our show about a year ago, maybe two years ago. Yeah, about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So um, you want to recap what that was all about? Sure. Stopwatch marketing is all about leveraging how much time and energy a consumer has to spend shopping for your product. So it's not just understanding what is their inclination to buy and how much they want to spend financially, but also understanding exactly when they want to shop and how they want to shop so that you make sure that you send them the right marketing messages, send them the right PR, the right advertising, and that they're tuned into what you're saying and why your particular product is better than someone else's once they're ready to make that purchase decision. So time and energy is a new way of adding on to just knowing you know, people's interest levels and their financial goals um, in making a purchase. Right, and you know, not so. Shopper marketing really is the it, it, it's the perfect sequel, isn't it? Right, right. It, it's the perfect sequel because now we're thinking about consumers as shoppers and not just someone who is loyal to your brand. I mean, you know, I've, I've been on the other side of the fence where you know, running a business, and I would think, oh, I'm thinking about this brand 24 hours a day. My consumers must be as well. They're not. They're thinking about it maybe collectively 10 minutes over the course of the year. But those 10 minutes are precious to you. So you have to know exactly within those 10 minutes when they're thinking about you versus the competition so that you can get as much of their share of wallet as possible. Right. No, and I think in the wee decade, a lot of it might be nine minutes. Right, it might it might be nine minutes. You know, in, in talking about the We Decade again, I think about the latest trend in working out and how it's changed. You know, remember it started way back in, when with aerobics classes, and then it went to these individualized workouts, and now you have the rise of the exercise studios like Curves. You have Zumba, which is the newest workout craze, and it all talks about community. It's that That's people true. want to share their goals and motivate themselves and motivate those around them. I'm so glad that you brought up, you know, health and fitness because we, the, the little gym that we are working he, on here in a little community in Los Angeles called Stevenson Fitness is the perfect encapsulation of everything that you're discussing. It's, it's one guy 
um, by the name of Chris Stevenson, who's sort of a fitness trainer superstar. And everybody in the community loves him and follows him. He's a rock star. He's really a rock star. And he has a little tiny gym in Oak Park called Stevenson Fitness. And now he has decided to lease out um, a space across the street from where he is, which will make it a larger, a larger gym. Um, and he just signed the lease. And it's interesting, the whole marketing campaign is, this is your gym. You know, this is your gym. You know, mm-hmm. not Stevenson Fitness, but your gym. And it's all about the community and not only having the workout of the week, but workout of the week for kids and not only ripping people off with personal training sessions, but having group training sessions with obstacle courses and um, making it feel like you're having the attention of a personal trainer, but you're sharing that personal training with four or five other people, making it more cost-efficient. And he's really attracting the sense of family rather than the sense of the service. And if the service is great, the families will stay. Oh, definitely. And by attracting the families, what he's doing is saying this is a lifestyle decision that you're making. And that's what it should be, you know, working out. And that's why I think Zumba is so popular is that it's fun. Like people go there for the social activity as much about the weight loss goals or the wellness goals. Kickboxing, I think cardio kickboxing is exactly the same, I think, you know, because it's an aerobics group environment. Power, you know, these power pump kind of classes where you're working with weights, you know, and you're all together and sort of helping each other out. It all supports the we trend. And now, of course, similar to um, the retail environment that you described in Hong Kong, um, you know, the, this little gym that could will have an affiliation with the restaurant that's in the same development. It will have an affiliation um, you know, with some of the other businesses in the community so that they could all help each other out. It's almost going back to this agrarian barter system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, and they should. I mean, they're, they're all going after the same people just at, for different reasons, and well, they can collaborate. It's, it, it's not that, you know, I love the term frenemies, um, Frenemy, I love that. Of, <laughs> you might think of them as your enemies, that they're competing for someone else's money. But, you know, it's also that you can work with them so that everyone achieves what they need to get out of it. And it's a much stronger message, and it's great to collaborate your resources. This is something that I tell my clients all the time, which is collaborate. So in 2010, marketing budgets are, of course, under fire and you're trying to stretch every single dollar further, you want to do the research that you're used to doing, you want to do all the insights and innovation development, but you might not have the staff nor the money to support it as much as you did in the past. Well, why don't you find someone who is not competing with you directly, but say it's, you know, the consumer is buying diapers and they're buying baby powder at the same time. So the diapers manufacturer needs to collaborate with the baby powder manufacturer and say, you know what, we're reaching the same consumer. Why don't we try to do some research together and accomplish both our goals in a much more practical way? I, well, you know, it's also called cooperative marketing. But I, I really do like frenemy a lot. 
<laughs> it's the word du jour. Well, listen, I, uh, we were going to talk about electronics trends as well, and, you know, when we talk about value, one of the things that we had discussed is that at the Consumer Electronics Show, which is going on in Vegas right now, um, the big thing, the big thing is 3D TV. What do you think about that? I think it's here to stay, and I think um, people will resonate uh, towards 3D TV if they're able to break it down on a cost-per-usage basis. So right now the price tag would scare off most consumers. They would say, you know what, I've already bought into, say, one HD TV, one flat panel for my house, a couple of them. Now I have to go out and buy a whole new TV. But if they look at it and they think about the experiences, the shared experiences they're going to have with their friends and families going forward, they'll be able to justify it to themselves for the right reasons. Because it's all about, you know what, we're no longer going out as much as we used to go to go see the big game in the local sports bar. We're no longer, you know, like going out to the movies. Instead, we're watching it on Hulu or Netflix or whatnot. So... This will give them another incentive to stay home because, you know, they're going to be thinking, okay, the price tag, if I break it down on a, say, three-night-a-week basis, it's really not that bad. Well, listen, we we don't have much time left, and I want to jam in some other things. We talked a little bit about um, the conversion to mobile and everything being mobile. At first thought, people might think that that might be isolating, but on the other hand, it's really not. It just gives the individual the opportunity to be anywhere they can be and get business done at the same time. So is it not really isolation and more community enhancing in its own technical, unique kind of a way? I think that, you know, mobile and the development of all these applications which allow us to do practically anything, including now file our taxes via our phones, um, is very freeing because it gives the individual the chance to um, do what they need to do regardless of where they are. So it gives them control. It gives them control over their time. It gives them the ability to maximize their productivity whenever they have a spare moment or five minutes to spend on their phone, whether it's chatting, whether it's doing something on an app, whether it's actually doing business, emailing, etc. So I, I think it's you know, it's just a perfect um, evolution of where we're headed. I don't think it's isolating until, you know, until we see more and more people just leaving it out on the table at dinner. That's something that I always laugh, which is, you know, when you go out to dinner with a friend and everyone whips out their phones, whips out their PDAs, whips out their Blackberries, and it's almost as if we're going to battle and we're putting our guns in front of us. Oh, you're so right. Well, I think... It's because it's so new, even though, I mean, it's so new to the masses. I mean, you know, a teenager gets a phone. Uh, you know, a, ten-year, a 10-year-old gets a phone, and what do they do? They text. Mm-hmm. So I think that there has to be some, you know, manners that have to be established about mobile communication, and maybe that could be your next book, Anna Maria. <laughs> Oh, I like that. That's you a know, great manners idea. Manners of mobile. <laughs> or mobile manners. Mobile and, manners. Uh, maybe we could collaborate on that. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. 
Well, listen, we have to wrap up. I want to thank you always, Marketing Chick, for coming in and sharing some wisdom. I, you know what? We didn't even talk about the lift. Why don't you say what a lift is before we sign off from this segment? Okay, quickly. Um, you know, for the new year, this is the resolution that everyone should keep in mind, especially in doing business as well as in their personal interactions. Every interaction that you have should be about meeting and exceeding expectations. And people usually think that, oh, yeah, they deliver whatever with excellence. Well, that's table stakes now. You need to bring something more to the table. And that's in thinking beyond what you're giving, but also what else you can add that's kind of a bonus. So what I call lifts are little gifts, which means when you have a client, send them an article to let them know you're thinking about them. Summarize it for them because you know they don't have time to read it. Um, you know, when you are thinking about doing some kind of promotion at store, take a page of learning from Sephora and Kiehl's and give out free samples of other products as well as very high-end products because that might actually boost someone to a different price point the next time they come to your store versus they keep repeating on the typical purchases that they make. Well, thank and then, you of course, so much. Personally, and you know what? We'll have you on again real soon and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You uh-huh. take care. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Are you a wow, a wise, outrageous woman of a certain age who wants thrilling work, vibrant health, joyful relationships, financial freedom, and the new F word, fun, in the next stage of life? Join host Lynn Schreiber in the Wow Zone each week where you'll meet amazing women who are creating lives filled with passion, purpose, and pizzazz. In the Wow Zone, broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Anything is possible. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Hi, everybody. In the first two segments of the show, we were talking about trends for the um, new decade in the second millennium and talked very, very much about the we decade as opposed to the I decade. And um, right now I want to really focus on giving back in the community. I want to talk about people who are really doing great things to perpetuate that we sort of feeling. And with that said, I have Joanna Jones, who's the executive director of um, Girls Empowerment Center in Westlake. Welcome, Joanna. Thank you. Um, I think that you're doing some great things. I, um, I'm going to ask you some very open questions because I didn't know there was a Girls Empowerment Center in Westlake, so tell us about it. Okay, well, the Girls Empowerment Center, we started in April of 2008, and it kind of just came out of the idea that girls in a different environment can get along and instead of being competitive, work together to bring out their best selves. And we just wanted to create different opportunities for girls to be able to do that. So we do monthly events. We do workshops. We do classes for girls. We do weekly groups. And we also incorporate some mother-daughter events because as girls grow, the relationships with mom always seem to be changing. Well, no, that's, that's great. And how did you come to... How did you come to this idea for starting Girls Empowerment Group? It was kind of twofold. And in my professional career as a therapist, I was working a lot with girls who had been sexually abused. And we do a great self-esteem program. And I kept thinking every time we had girls graduate, I kept thinking how sad that you had to be abused to be able to get this information because it was so important. And then at the same time, personally, as a mom, I had a third grader daughter who was being abused in school by bullies and she was getting picked on and she didn't want to go to school she was crying every morning and the counselors wanted to put her in a group and I said well what happens to the other girl and they said well her mom's not calling the school so I started having this little girl over to play and we really embraced her and a small group of friends and the bullying went away the competitiveness went away and well, I thought, you know, well, that's the thing. We need to give girls this information in this kind of a format because the influence of their peers is way more powerful than influence of adults. Well, no, I think that's very, very true. And so it seems that this is very organic. This came out of an experience. Yes, definitely. Um, how many girls do you have that participate in girls in the Girls Empowerment Center? We have... Four groups that meet inside the high schools, and each of those groups has between 20 and 25 girls. And then we have three groups that meet in our offices, and those groups have between 8 and 10 girls apiece. And then our workshops are our bigger events where we do something um, like a dance-oriented. We'll do something called Project Fashion about body image and tolerance. We have a new one coming up in February called Love Your Body, Shake Your Booty, and we get up to, like, 45 girls 
from the community attending those. It's just a one-night piece. And are they of all ages? What are the, you know, what are the usual groups? Is it just high school or? All of our groups are age-appropriate. So the high school ones are obviously high school. And then in the office we have a 10th through 12th, uh, 8th and 9th, and then we have a 6th and 7th. But the events are open for girls as low as 5th grade, and we usually end up getting them from 5th grade, I would say, up until about freshman, sophomore year. Okay, and um, what are the kinds of things that you, what are the kinds of activities? I know you mentioned some of them, but tell me more on a day-to-day basis. Well, everything that we do is geared toward the uniqueness of being a girl, and so we definitely market straight to the girls. Parents can feel good about sending their girls, but we want the girls to have an interest in what they're doing. So we have actually the older high school volunteers help set our curriculums and our themes so that we know we're reaching the right audience. And uh, the topics that we do kind of vary according to the age group. Um, The younger girls do a lot with personal presentation, which includes everything from skincare to how to walk assertively, and we kind of layer in all of the other stuff around the fun pieces. The older girls, uh, the 10th through 12th grade, focuses a lot on college preparedness, where am I going to go, what am I going to do, who am I going to date, why am I going to do that, and it's a lot, it's a little bit different, but we do a lot of art activities, we do a lot of community service work, Uh, right now we're reading Half the Sky to gain a global perspective on what's happening with girls and just to build the awareness and give other perspective to their own issues. And do you arrange for the girls to have buddies, um, you know, through Internet communications programs since the world has become smaller? We are just starting to get into that piece, and that's happening more with the younger girls, which I like because they'll be able to carry it with them, um, where they're doing a pen pal piece with a a girl's school in Africa, and they write back and forth about how they live, how they go to school, and they're looking at the differences. Uh, And I think that's great. You know, it's amazing these days that you can have an interface um, you know, with the with the camera, where you could actually see the people, the girls in another part of the world, you know, six thousand miles away, and yeah, um, you know, really make some true friendships. I I think that that's really um, great for any kind of empowerment group. I mean, when I was a Girl Scout, that didn't exist. Yeah, though the technology has changed a lot about what we do. And it, in good and in bad, because it also affects the bullying and it also affects the lack of manners and the new social skills that have to be developed. Okay. It's interesting to me that um, out of the many things that you talked about in terms of um, girls' empowerment and, um, you know, teaching girls about um, skills, etc., that skin care had come up because, uh, you know, the Dermalogica Foundation does a lot of that. Right. And, um, you know... Well, part of being a girl is being really uniquely a girl. It's not girls' empowerment in terms of getting rid of femininity, but it's embracing it and really using it to the full benefit of what it can bring. 
Right, and it's interesting because the, when you mentioned skincare, it's also a career opportunity for so many women. You know, there's hundreds and thousands of women in the world, and it's a very cost-effective way to start a business, so it was interesting to me that that had come up. Mm. Um, you know, and the Dermalogica Foundation does a lot of work in that arena, so I'm thinking that perhaps maybe I could put the two of you together. That would be great. You know, ideas come up when you're on the air and spontaneous. Exactly. That's um, how the whole thing works. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, also, I know that when things come up in the news that you address them, you address these topics with the girls and you talk about it. Um, it's funny that um, that Tim Gallagher shared some communication with me and how you, uh, how you talked about the Tiger Woods situation. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, for Tiger Woods, <laughs> we always, when we work with the girls with dating, we always try to work with the idea of you date as practice to be married. And now we, ha- we there's this little joke in the side of the group where when you have a girl switching boyfriends or having boyfriends on the side, she's actually becoming, she's dating the Tiger Woods style. And it's, it's kind of a slam, but at the same time, it's kind of not. And it's just awareness where we have this belief where if you're going to do it, you're going to own it. And you just can't do it in secret. So when they can label it, it's a positive. So uh, I think say, are you great from a learning experience. Um, yeah. Are you practicing for divorce or are you practicing for marriage? What kind of relationship do you want to end up with when you're done dating? And your dating life kind of determines that. Well, listen, news news information, everybody has access to it, mm-hmm. particularly girls who, I mean, everybody is sort of Internet savvy these days. I wish more parents would sort of watch what girls or boys are doing on the Internet. I think that instead of playing in a playground these days, people play on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, so they have access to information. It's not just watching it on TV. They just have access to information. And if there's not a context given to this controversial, sometimes controversial information, they could become misguided. Well, they become misguided. And then the other thing that happens is because there's not a given perspective or an objective to what they're looking at, the values become the sensationalism. So instead of looking at the underneath part, the fact that it's there is exciting, and that's a reward in itself. So the perspective tends to go to we value being able to be in the news. We value looking like this. We value behavior that gets attention regardless of the behavior. Right. No, exactly. So it's so great um, that you're there and you're monitoring the news that you could have discussion groups about it and um, guide them, you know, down the right path. Um, I um, Do you want to share with everybody your website so that people can check out the Girls Empowerment Center a little bit more? Yes, it's actually really easy. It's just www.girlsempowermentcenter.com. Okay, well, I think everybody should take a moment and check it out. And, Joanna, if you want to spend another couple of minutes with us after the commercial break, we'd love to talk to you a little bit more. Um, I've read through some of your materials, and one of the 
you know, one of the um, situations that I think that you're aware of and that you try to intervene with is something that you call middle-class dangers. Am I correct? Yes. And um, I think whereas I wanted to establish a little bit about Girls Empowerment Center in the first segment, I wanted to talk a little bit of, you know, sociologically about what happens in the middle class. And if everybody would just stand by, we'll have more with Joanna Jones and the Girl Empowerment Center. And um, just um, stay tuned after this commercial break. Thanks. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you destined to be an everyday change agent in your organization, your relationships, your community? Learn how to become one when you tune in to The Change Agent on the Voice America Variety Channel. Justin A. Flunder, the chief change agent leader of the Flundonian Group, will help you examine every aspect of your personal and professional life. By observing your own thoughts, words, and actions, you will become the everyday leader that you are meant to be. The Change Agent airs live Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back and we've 
kicked off the show talking about the fact that 2010 marks off the beginning of the we decade rather than the I decade because of all of the resets and adjustments that we all observed and are adapting to. And I think having Joanna Jones, who's the executive director of the Girls Empowerment Center, really sort of tops us off when we talk about a sense of community and empowering girls at a young age. So girls in particular need that special empowerment. Um, I know I had three of them before they left the house, and I compare my parenting experience with those that have boys, and it always seems that the mother of girls has a tougher time. Would you say that's true, Joanna? That is so true. I have two older boys and one daughter, and I wanted a daughter very badly, and then after we had her about five years into it, I thought all boys would not have been terrible. I, I'm grateful for her, but I also see the big difference in my energy levels. Um, it's it, it's really amazing to me. And you live and learn. When I became a mom, you know, for the first time 23 years ago, I really thought that, you know, wow, every mom wants to have a little girl so that we could play Barbie, you know. We have, you know, the pretty dresses and little buddies and we could do things together. And then, you know, organically you learn there's this sort of competitive competitive thing that happens. And one would think that boys are competitive, but boys get to be competitive in a very different way. Boys are more encouraged to be athletically competitive, and boys are encouraged to, um, you know, just be boisterous and get out some of their, you know, wild oats, so to speak. And, you know, they're encouraged to um, work off their energies in ways that are sort of endemic to the way boys are. And, you know, the girl thing, every mom I know that has a daughter had these sort of unforeseen challenges and conflicts and competition. It's not that there's any loss of love. It's just more challenging than a mom may have anticipated. When the daughter becomes her own person, there's a different break in the relationship where there's almost a fear of, now she doesn't like me because we're not we you go from being the same to being very different regardless of how similar your daughter is to you she's her own person there's a separateness that really does an emotional piece on you it's um it's one of the topics that i think um just isn't talked about a lot you know because you are you know you're academic and you've studied all of this stuff that you know, there are, you know, gender challenges and that kind of stuff. But the normal mom doesn't know it. The normal mom will learn in the vernacular terms like postpartum depression because it's so talked about that you anticipate it. And when you get depressed right. after having a baby, you know that this is a normal thing. But there's really nothing in the mass culture that's been popular about mom-daughter relationships particularly, and this goes a little bit outside of the age that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis through the Girls Empowerment Center, when a girl really becomes a young woman and they graduate from college and they're in their 20s and they have to find a way to really define themselves. I found that to be most unanticipated. And it actually starts to happen the last six months, I think, of their senior year. I see a big shift in girls 
they get very scared and they regress a lot into a much younger emotional piece. And it's really a sensitive age where they have the potential to sabotage out of fear of making that jump into being an adult and defining themselves and making that final break. Joanna, there's a book there. I mean it. I'm doing marketing for a living, and there's definitely <laughs> a book there. I want you to know that. <laughs> I will keep but it in mind. I want to talk a little bit about something that you're very aware of, and that's middle-class dangers. Why don't you define that for the listening audience? I always say there's a, a hidden dangers to the middle-class girls. They don't show up on the radar as the, the low-income, high-risk, or the overly affluent, too much money, not knowing what to do. And those are the areas that we see show up in news stories. We have this whole affluent, middle-class piece where girls are raised in a very comfortable lifestyle, and a lot is given to them and a lot is done for them on a daily basis because it's a comfortable life. Parents have the energy and the time to put back in to their kids. One of the things that tends to happen is the girls do not develop the resiliency and coping skills that some of the other more challenged families do. So when they get hit with something for the first time, which usually ends up being middle school, they have no nothing to draw from to cope with it. And that could be anything from a friend changing their mind about them to a boyfriend breaking up with them or a teacher not being able to get along with them. And because she doesn't have the coping skills, it's a legitimate trauma. And from the outside, when people look in, they think, oh, that's just a normal part of growing up. But the inside experience is very different because girls are scared and they're experiencing it with all of the fear that they would in actual danger. Well, well, it, that's another that's another little thing that people in the mass culture don't really read about a lot, do they? No. And, so we um, had girls, very interestingly, girls who couldn't cope with school. We had girls that would get up in the morning and drink a shot before going to school to help bring down their nerves about what they were going to face. And that's a coping issue. Oh, it, it sure is. And... Um, it's interesting. Again, people know about this or might not be surprised when this happens in, you know, challenged socioeconomic um, demographics. But, you know, there really are challenges in the middle class that I'm sure that you do a lot of intervention work with because you seem very, very knowledgeable. We do. We do a lot of work with families and girls in the groups at certain points. Uh, will bring in their moms. They'll just say, you have to talk to my mom. And so we'll have moms in, and we'll do special events with moms and dads. And it's mostly around the same message to parents is be an authentic parent and learn how to sit and let your child have their pain. And with that said, we're going to have to end. I know maybe you were concerned about what you were going to say in two segments, but there you go. Oh, thank you so much for the chance. Oh, you're very, very welcome. We'll have you on again. Joanna Jones, Executive Director, Girls Empowerment Center, www.girlsempowermentcenter.com. Thanks for your time, Joanna. It was very valuable information. And everybody have a safe week. Talk to you next week.
Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 